You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Friday, January 19th. We are less than 24 hours away from the 49ers playing their first playoff game of the 2023 2024 season divisional round against the Green Bay Packers joining me to talk about the matchups we like and maybe the ones we don't like so much as always on a Friday Lori Fitzpatrick Lori how you doing oh I'm doing fantastic I'm ready for these these 49ers to you know take it all the way like we've been talking about all year so I'm excited to to talk about these matchups um to see the ones that I do kind of like the ones I don't you know like so much but um, in the end, let's uh, let let's go over it, and let's go 49ers. With that, let's start off looking at the weather because it looks like it could be an an interesting one as far as the weather goes. So Santa Clara Saturday night, we're looking at a 5:15 local time kickoff, and it's there's going to be some showers in in the forecast. It's it's indicated as much for like the past week. And if you look at the hourly or the hour by hour forecast, and I'm looking at it right now, it changes every single hour you look. Um, so let me look at it right now. As of uh, 6 p.m. Uh, the day prior, we're looking at, let's see here, a 0.5 uh, inch rainfall. And so that's not too bad, right? That's probably like shower, some very light rain. Uh, so if it does rain, like I'm really not expecting it to play a big role in this game, which is a good thing. The only thing that might is that there's going to be some winds. You see uh, 10 to 15 miles an hour winds. So Jake Moody has to go out there and kick. And remember, the last memory we have of Jake Moody kicking was him actually missing. Uh, you know, hopefully does that doesn't play a role on Friday. But regardless, I think for both teams, they would like to run the ball. They're they're both very much run heavy uh, to start. So I think some rain. They both teams might like that. Yeah. No. For sure. I- I feel like I'm looking at a Florida weather over here seeing this. <laughs> Just a little, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. And as far as the injuries go for the 49ers, this is as healthy as they've been maybe all year. Like, I don't think I, I can recall seeing a shorter injury report for the 49ers all season. So that in itself is huge for them. Some key players returning from a multi-week injuries are defensive tackle Eric Armstead and special teams ace and safety George Odom. And on the Packers side, Jair Alexander, uh, A.J. Dillon, their running back, linebacker Isaiah McDuffie, those guys are questionable. I would assume that you know they're going to suit up. This is an important game for them, but just something to keep an eye on as we get closer to game time when the active and inactives get announced. Um, but Lori, let's get into these matchups now, right? Let's get into it. And as always, we we start off with the cautious matchups on the show. Um, and, you know, I'm just saying, I actually have both quarterbacks, you know, Brock Purdy and Jordan Love as cautious matchups for the 49ers. I want to start with Brock Purdy um, because it's he has the potential of going up against some cover six in this game. 
In my show with Rich Madrid yesterday, he noted that the Ravens broke some tendencies, some defensive tendencies against the 49ers to run more cover six in that Christmas game. Uh, You know, we saw how that kind of went. And the Packers run cover six uh, 11% of the time. You see here they're listed at the bottom. Uh, So 11% of the time in the regular season. But like the Ravens, maybe they break some tendencies to, you know, increase the amount of cover six uh, tomorrow, Saturday. So, you know, maybe to just try to get Brock Purdy to think a little bit more, all these things. Of course, as far as personnel goes, it's very clear the Packers are not the Ravens, so it would look different anyway. But I'm just saying, just something to keep an eye on in this game and and see if they do try it, how Purdy responds to it. Yeah, I mean, there's no Kyle Hamilton on this team. Um, but um, just a little shout out to Rich. Um, that's yep. awesome that you had him on because he knows his stuff. I actually just read an article of his. Make sure you guys check out his uh, West Coast football uh, uh awesome or um not podcast sorry his uh substack yeah, substack yeah um yeah that that was pretty good i just read that article actually um it, and he did some of that cover six uh covering that um uh on um you know his, his uh his interceptions uh purdy's interceptions and what i noticed about some of that cover six is they actually split the field you know they were running some um, you know, the safeties would cover half the field and the other side of the field, they would run that cover six. So they kind of split the field, um, when it was heavy, when, when they saw that the offense was running heavy pass on one side, they would do the cover six. And then on the other side of the field, they would split it because there was maybe just the tight end on the line of scrimmage extended. And they would basically just run a safety on this one half of the field. So it's like they were accommodating to what they saw on the offensive side of the ball, the Ravens D man, that is, that's a high level defense. Um, And to be honest, like I'm, you know, it's, you know, it's good that, you know, maybe you have Brock Purdy on here just to be cautious, but, um, and I don't want to move on too fast, but Jordan love, man, I don't, I don't, I mean, there's <laughs> a disadvantage. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, Brock Purdy, he just has to watch out. Those windows are going to be a lot smaller in cover six. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I know he's used to those windows being a little bit uh, more open uh, when he's when he's thrown against those zone defenses in the cover, uh, in cover two, cover three. You know, the, those 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 windows are a lot bigger. So um, and then especially when you're playing against um man coverage they have to be you know leading the receiver and and they you have to make sure that you know your your receiver does beat that corner um and you have to throw a perfect ball uh so yeah i mean i would definitely be you know a little nervous but you know you just have to trust that uh, brock purdy doesn't take too many chances and and he just he just throws it in the places where he knows the receiver is going to be don't don't go don't try to force it you know exactly which which he's been great at for the most part and i think that that ravens game was a bit of an eye-opener for him um in recent interviews he's kind of talked about finding that balance of 
you know, it's okay to just take the check down. You don't need to force things and, and all that. But, you know, also speaking of Brock Purdy, he'll he'll need his offensive line to continue to protect him. Um, and looking at the Packers defensive line, Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary uh, going against that right side of the 49ers line is an area of concern, as like, you know, I've mentioned almost every single week. And so the 49ers will need to stay, I think, in positive down and distances to help keep them at bay. And, you know, I've brought up Brandon Thorne and his analysis before he's like an offensive line um, guru and he writes for establish the run.com. Uh, and so in his weekly defensive line, offensive line mismatch uh, piece that he puts out every week, he had uh, the Packers defensive line over the 49ers offensive line as the third biggest defensive line, offensive line mismatch of uh, these weekend's games. Uh, And one of the things he said, Packers defensive line ranked 19th in pass rush win rate, sixth in pressure percentage and eighth in quarterback hurry percentage. The 49ers offensive line ranked 20th in pass block win rate, 14th in pressure percentage and 12th in sacks per pass attempt given up. So something to keep an eye on in this one as well, obviously like, you know, Brock Purdy against pressure splits with and without blitz is interesting too, because, uh, you know, Packers blitz 22.9% of the time. Um, and I think when you look at it, actually I had a slide for this too. When you look at it, the best way to, I guess, pressure Purdy is to not blitz. And if you get pressure with four guys, you see his splits, um, you know, at two touchdowns, four interceptions when he's not blitzed, but he's, he's getting pressured and his DVOA drops to 10.7% compared to all the other metrics you see here. Obviously he's been known to dice up the blitz. Um, So if the 49ers can keep Brock Purdy upright and can keep the four, the Packers four guys up front ineffective, maybe even force them to like start blitzing. I think this goes you know, this plays into the 49ers hands a bit. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Honestly, looking at that, everything is ranked number one, then, you know, ranked 13 is just, um, you know, when that pressure comes and it's, it's easy, it's easier, you know, it's, it's hard to say this because obviously I'm not a quarterback in the NFL and I'm not facing a blitz, but um, usually you can replace the ball uh, from in that position where the blitzer is coming from. Um, So it can kind of just be like a whole uh, replacement thing in your head uh, where, okay, the blitz is coming from there. That means there's going to be an opening there and you can throw it there. Um, That's just like, you know, basic, uh, you know, uh, quarterback knowledge when going against a blitz. But the, the difference with the pressure is you have to find that open guy. You know, that's where you have to be the best quarterback, the the best version of a quarterback of yourself. Um, and so that's that's why, you know, people are saying, oh, Brock Purdy, you know, maybe he's not, uh, you know, such a good quarterback, but he's a good game manager because you want to see that rank go be higher um, because he has to be more innovative. He has to read better defenses if he wants to get that stat up, you know. So, yeah, um, that's definitely the, you know, that's tough to see. That's that. Yeah, and. I mean, usually, like if if teams could get pressure without blitzing, it just means there's there's more guys in coverage, right? So yeah. what this says is when there's more guys in coverage, and this goes along with like us talking about the cover six as well. Like it it crowds the passing lanes, 
you know, it, it makes it so you have to throw those tighter window throws. Like that's kind of when things get a little bit dicey. Um, yeah. But, you know, for a lot of quarterbacks, that's the case. Um, yeah. And just something to keep an eye on in this one. You know, but but what I what I want to see from Brock a little bit is, you know, nothing. You know, we don't we don't see this very often for him to use his legs. But you saw Dak Prescott be able to do that. Um, you know, against the Packers, you know, I know that obviously they got beat, but, you know, times where Dak was, you know, shit in the bed, which he does a lot in the playoffs and we expect that, but he was able to kind of gain some yards by using his legs. Um, because, you know, one of the, one of the, um, one of the favorable matchups is going to be this Packers linebackers group. Um, and, uh, they kind of spread themselves a little thin, uh, when it comes to the middle of the field. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of touch on that and that could be a good opportunity for Brock Purdy to kind of, uh, you know, go up the field. So, yeah, I know that's not his style, but. I mean, he, he could do it. And I think earlier in his career, he, he was doing it more and, and maybe at times even escaping like a clean pocket, like before he even really needed to. Um, but I think he, so he dialed that back and I think now maybe he realizes, well, sometimes I can use my legs and, you know, it could get us a you know few yards here and there if I can't find the guy downfield rather than forcing it. Um, but let's move on to the next one. And before I got to, uh, got to hold myself accountable here, Tisha asking for the draft sheet update. It is still um, in the drafts, Tisha. I know I said I'd put it out Friday. Um, I'll probably put it out after this, actually, just because, you know, stay true to my word. Um, But it's a first draft. As as I always say, it's a working document, so it's going to get updated from now all the way to draft day, basically. So just keep that in mind. There's not a whole lot of information in there right now, but it's going to grow the closer we get to April. Um, and yeah, Technic Sheik mentions uh, Purdy can scramble a bit. Yeah, he he definitely can. It's something he he hasn't really done lately, but he definitely has that in his back pocket. Definitely something we can see against the Packers. But let's talk about the other quarterback on the other side because you know he's a bit of a cautious matchup for me here against this 49ers pass defense. I think for the obvious reason, like Jordan Love is a cautious matchup just because. He's gotten way more comfortable in the offense, building chemistry with his receivers. The receivers, I think, have gotten more comfortable in the offense. And, um, you know, they you kind of seen them grown throughout the year. And they're all, like, kind of growing together. And it's come to this point. And he has an insane arm. Uh, and it'll have him attempting throws that most quarterbacks, you know, probably wouldn't. For example, like in the face of pressure, He can throw downfield accurately off his back foot. Um, And lately, like pressure in his face doesn't seem to phase him all that much. Like he shows a lot of patience. He keeps his eyes upfield. He's able to find an open guy uh, if he escapes the pocket as well. Jordan Love had the fifth lowest sack percentage this season. So for the 49ers secondary, I think marrying the coverage with a good pass rush is going to be key. And as we know, the 49ers defensive line in particular, well-rested. So I'm assuming that it's going to be a better day for the pass rush. Um, And that'll be important in this game for sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that his best stat um, is throwing deep center. Um, Like his highest passer rating um, on PFF, he has an 89.1. 
uh, when throwing it um, when throwing it to the deep center. He has 348 yards when targeting there. Um, two TDs, one interception. Um, I mean, honestly, he yeah, he has that arm. I don't see this as a huge disadvantage. I see your next topic as more of a disadvantage um, than just Jordan Love, um, because I just think the 49ers defense um, is good enough to be able to kind of slow him down. It's just the way that LaFleur, I would say he would be more of the disadvantage just because LaFleur maybe knows Kyle Shanahan a little bit more than any other coach that you guys um have played outside of the Rams but that was like what week 18 nobody really cared about that game so um yeah LaFleur would be a guy that we gotta you know watch out for how they spread the ball around um Mina Kimes mentioned how they're I think they led the league in the amount of targets used um they had nine different leading receivers um throughout the throughout the year um, yeah. So I just think them being able to spread the ball around is something that is uh, a little more worrisome for me. And I think it also like it depends on the matchup, right? Because they have so many receivers and so many new receivers that, you know, I th- that all do different things. Well, I think you can kind of find which matchup you like in each game. And that guy, you know, blows up for the day and that's who they're going to feed. Or, you know, the defense really keys in on one guy. So, oh, we'll just we'll just throw this guy instead. So they're kind of building their own kind of pick your poison offense uh, with Green Bay as well. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out, like in in this discussion too. So I talked about Brandon Thorne's, you know, rankings. Uh, 49ers defensive line have the biggest mismatch of all in these weekend's games against the Packers offensive line. And what Brandon Thorne said about this matchup, the 49ers defensive line ranked 12th in pass rush win rate, 9th in quarterback knockdown percentage, and 18th in pressure percentage, 30th in blitz percentage. Eric Armstead is set to return to the lineup after being out since week 14 with an injury. The Packers offensive line ranked 2nd in pass block win rate and 25th in quarterback hurries given up. So... You know, I think kind of like what you said, like the 49ers have the defense. They have, they certainly have the defensive line to make things a little tough on Jordan Love and this Packers, um, you know, offense. Yeah, no, for sure. And one thing, one thing too, like, I, I just want everyone to know, like, Love is going to have a number of throws where like, oh, how did he do that? Like, <laughs> so like, yeah. we're going to be frustrated a, a few times. However, like, I just think if the 49ers just stick to their game plan, I I think they can wear this team down. And yeah, you know, the 49ers run zone at the seventh highest rate in the league loves uh touchdown to interception ratios against zone um, compared to man are significant 23 touchdowns one interception against man coverage and eight touchdowns 10 interceptions against zone and so this may also be like a wide receiver core stat you know we're talking about how you know good those guys have come along but in in any case I think the 49ers you know need to play zone and I think that they're going to be disciplined something the Cowboys defense on the other hand last Mm -hmm. week was not yeah, well, you know who who uh, love targets the most against that uh, you know cover four zone is uh, is Romeo Dobbs. So he's definitely gonna be a guy that um, 
that uh, the 49ers have to watch out for. He gets a significantly higher number um, when it comes to playing against cover four. So, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I'm glad you point that out. So, you know, that could be a matchup that they, they look at uh, going into this one. Um, did you have any other cautious matchups, Lori? Are we good? Uh, no, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. I'm, I'm more, I'm more focused on the the favorable matchups because honestly, I just Me don't too. think this is going to be a game where there's too many, um, you know, misfortunes. I guess you could say when it comes to going against this 49ers team, I think they have, they have that stacked team. Um, and I'm really surprised that they're even going against the Packers to be honest, not to take them lightly. Um, but on the other hand, I'm just like, I just don't see, um, you know, the Packers being that huge, uh, you know, that huge Goliath when it, when it comes to playing against the 49ers. Um, so I'm more on the favorable sides here. I'm ready to jump into those. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Before we do, just wanted to get to a couple of these comments. Alex says that Nick Bosa impression was perfect spot on bro um and carlos says nick channels or steph channels nick um yeah i i put out a new nick bosa impersonation video earlier today of course you know mm-hmm. nick bosa had to hype up the the team going uh before this matchup so gonna have one every week as long as 49ers are in the playoffs so make sure you guys check that out on uh twitter or TikTok or Instagram, Steph49K. But let's get into these favorable matchups. Talking about the 49ers defense still and, you know, the Packers offense, Aaron Jones against this 49ers run defense. And so for the same reason of the 49ers having a better defensive line than the Packers do offensive line, I like the 49ers being able to stop Aaron Jones and the Packers run game in this one. And one thing to keep an eye on, you know, I kind of mentioned it at the top of the show, A.J. Dillon, he's listed as questionable. I expect, like, he'll probably play just because, like, you know, this is a big game. They're going to need him. He may be back after being out for multiple weeks. So important to keep an eye on that. Like, there might be some things they like to do with Dillon uh, instead of Jones. But Jones has been rolling lately. Um but the only thing I want to point out here, and you can see what he's done in the last four weeks, he's averaged six yards per attempt in week 16, then 6.1, then five yards per attempt against Chicago uh, in their regular season finale, and then against the Cowboys last week, 5.6 yards per attempt and three rushing touchdowns. And there's a lot of green as far as his you know, uh, grades go from PFF. But yeah, tell me if you see games. something. Tell me if you see something here. Like, I'm. I, I just want to look at these numbers and and look at the defenses they faced. Yeah. From week sixteen on, notably bad horrible run defenses. Defense. Yeah. The Panthers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Cowboys, who have a bad run defense and was on full display last weekend. Now the 49ers run defense this season has been third in rushing yards allowed per game and they're getting back Eric Armstead as you know we're going to continue to reiterate because it's huge so again I think the 49ers are going to be able to shut down this Packers run game and that's their biggest key of the day because for the Packers I think that's their biggest key of the day is to try to get Aaron Jones going so if the 49ers can stop him I think 
you know, the rest of the game can kind of come to them. Yeah, I mean, and and when you were like, oh, can you guys point something out? Look at those touchdowns. Yeah, that's a lot it. of zeros, a lot of zeros. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Carolina, Carolina, Minnesota, Chicago. Yeah, he plays his best against the worst teams. And look at that Tampa Bay. They have a decent run defense. And look, mm-hmm. yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, plays one of his worst. But I think, you know, he, he likes running up the middle. Um, you know, he, in terms of doing well, he is a 4.8, uh, yards per carry when, uh, when running, um, 5.1, I'm sorry, when running, um, next to the center on, um, next to his right guard, uh, 5.1, uh, 4.6 when running to the left of his center, his left guard. Um, and then there's one other place where he flourishes and does pretty well. Um, and that's to the left end. So that's outside of his tight end. Um, he, he gets 4.8 yards per carry. Um, so, I mean, he's not like killing it in every direction. Um, he just has to make sure that, uh, or the 49ers just have to maybe stop him when running up the middle. And I think they're going to be able to do that. Um, and I mean, you know, they're not the best inside rushing team in the league either. You know, you know, they're, they're, I think 10th. Um, so it's, you know, it's not, it's not anything, uh, to be super worried about. And as we know, the 49ers, uh, do pretty well. Um, against those run teams. And if Aaron Jones is the one guy you got to be worried about, I think, you know, the 49ers might be in a good place when it comes to that. So, yeah. And I wanted to throw this up uh, on the screen. I I shared this yesterday as well. This is the um, success rate by run concept of the teams that are remaining still. Um, And so it compares the success rate of the run offense and the run defense with these different concepts and, you see the Packers running man duo are, you know, third have the third best advantage against the 49ers uh, defensive success against man duo. And, you know, a little bit further down the list, we see Green Bay again uh, with their inside zone runs and they have a 3.1% uh, advantage over the 49ers defense there. But when it comes to outside zone, they're negative 1.6%. The 49ers defense has the edge in defending against outside zone. Look at who's at the top. (laughs) The two at the top are the 49ers running inside and outside zone, and they have a significant uh, advantage against the Packers' run defense there. Which brings me to, you know, my next favorable matchup. It's Christian McCaffrey, who is going to be fresh as hell after resting a few weeks. And look, like I'm not worried about McCaffrey building up any rust <laughs> because he's a freak, a competitive freak. And I don't think like rust is even in, in his vocabulary. Um, from weeks 10 to 14, the Packers defense permitted an average of 170.4 rushing yards per game. From weeks 10 to 14, uh, 5.7 yards per attempt and a run play of 10 plus yards on 17.3% of their opponent's carries. But in their final four games, you know, and, and we talked about some of the teams that were facing in their final four games of the season, their run defense, you know, looked better. They allowed just 84.3 yards per game on the ground in that span and they had the fifth lowest rate of successful run plays or their opponents did rather 
um, in that period, 29.3. But again, like I want to bring up the fact they were going up against Chuba Hubbard, Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison against the Vikings, Khalil Herbert, Justin Fields against the Bears. And last week, Tony Pollard, which like, okay, that one's, you know, it's pretty good. Um, but like there, there hasn't been like a lot of teams that throughout the season that they've, I've seen a lot of good run defense from the Packers and, and the Cowboys last week, like they just laid down simply <laughs> like they, they had no answer for, for the Packers. I just don't see that happening to the 49ers and, and to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, no. Um, if uh, if there's one thing that you're going to go with this week, um, I think it's the over for for McCaffrey. And I believe it's like 80 yards. Um, that and low. that's Yeah. Or, let me see. I think 88.5. Um, I don't know what site that is, um, but one site has them at 88.5. Um, but there's a lot of sites that, you know, have have them with like you know uh, not not him specifically but running backs with like only 68 70 so i don't know what it is i think it's just um you know some like a trend around the league where these betting sites aren't really betting uh or aren't really putting that over under too high so i think that's something you you take the over on this week i'm gonna definitely do that him and the uh and the debo over just saying (laughs) <laughs> Debo Debo as a as a rusher or like rushing yards or receiving um receiving okay um and and why is that just just out of curiosity why do you um, feel good about Debo um um because he's been killing it lately um and I think this is just the game where um the Packers I'm pretty sure they allow um which I know this is rushing I think they allow um the most rushing allowed uh rushing yards allowed after contact um and i like i said i know that's rushing but still carrying the ball uh tackling could be an issue um so that's another reason why um i'm gonna choose Debo because obviously this is a playoff game and he's gonna be trying to run through guys so really over 125 is that is that the line or you're just saying that hind i don't know hind Hind. What do you think? He yeah, he commented, give me CMC over 125 yards. Now I'm gonna look it up. Um, I'm gonna total look it up yards. On that total yards, that's from scrimmage then. So that's receiving and and rushing. I mean, that's that's decent. Yeah, I mean, I would take the the over on McCaffrey too. And you know, Debo, that's an interesting one because you know, I honestly think Brandon Ayuk, he has a tougher matchup this week against Jair Alexander and I think Alexander is going to be most likely shadowing him kind of like he did against CD lamb last week. Um, and so we might not see a lot of Brandon Ayuk, but what that does, it could open things up for other guys because the 49ers have other guys like Debo, like Kittle, um, even McCaffrey who, you know, can, can catch downfield as well. So to your point, Lori, like, Debo could be the move this week if if you are betting. Not that I'm giving betting advice, but you know, just to go along with everything we're saying here. And my next favorable matchup is actually these Packers linebackers against the 49ers weapons. And in my show with Rich yesterday, he might have mentioned this, you know, in in the Substack article, um, you know, Lori. But he, we kind of had a laugh about you know the 
Kyle Shanahan meme uh, <laughs> with the microscope and how, you know, we expect that Kyle Shanahan is going to target these Packers linebackers, um, you know, namely Devondre Campbell, um, who is pictured here, and Quay Walker. So, yeah, I mean, that can open things up for a lot of guys. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is going to like that matchup the entire game as long as it's there. Yeah, there's um there's there's something where um when when defending over the middle, the Packers have the worst EPA in the league. Um and like it's not just the linebackers, it's just defending over the middle in general. Um and I saw a couple times against against the Cowboys, they have their defensive tackle dropping in the coverage, like their biggest <laughs> guy. And it's just like he's yeah, he's you know yeah. he's like dropping back just to maybe cover um some drags, things like that, just so you know, maybe that could mess up Purdy a little bit when when it comes to the windows being open and you don't think this three hundred pound tackle is gonna drop into coverage. Um, and maybe that could mess him up a little bit. But the fact that they're even using him, like just as long as they watch film and see that, that shouldn't be an issue. If anything, that should be a weak point and they should target that. Um, unless you throw it right at his chest, he really he shouldn't be defending anybody, and he has no right uh, dropping into coverage in the middle of the field. That's the he linebacker's is, job. He has no right, <laughs> <laughs> no right doing that. Um, and so that's definitely a weak point. So, um, and like I mentioned already, Dak Prescott some had some openings when it came to uh, you know, stepping up and running through the middle. Um, and it's because sometimes them linebackers are kind of spread a little thin. So expect that middle of the field to be open and for them to target those linebackers for sure. Exactly. So that, I I think that's pretty much going to be how they attack uh, this Packers defense. And, you know, you add along the fact that the 49ers have a lot of pre-snap motion, just opportunity to maybe confuse and move around those defenders pre-snap and, you know, let the chips fall where they, where they may, um, but it could put these Packers defenders in compromising positions. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, 49ers throwback says Kittle's gonna demolish Quay Walker. Walker is undisciplined. Um, yeah, I mean you could definitely, you know, see that. Uh and even I I saw so FTN, um, they they put out like a preview of you know the game, and they basically said you know, we were impressed with, with the Packers and all that. They had a good game against the, the Dallas Cowboys, but they would have to have the game of their life to be able to win against, to even have a chance to win, basically, is what, what it said against this 49ers team, just because 49ers in this offense, such a juggernaut. Um, it's kind of like we've been saying throughout this whole episode. It's like, do do we think the Packers are going to have the game of their life? against this 49ers team. I'm just not seeing it because honestly, like for them to be able to do that two weeks in a row against two, you know, playoff caliber teams and <laughs> I this like 49ers how you went. team being way better than Cowboys are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I like, I want to give credit to the Packers for what they did last week, but at the same time, like, I just know the 49ers aren't the Cowboys. Like I just know the 49ers yeah. are way better than the Cowboys in every every way imaginable. <laughs> so I I just have a hard time thinking that the 
Packers are going to be able to replicate that. Yeah, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It's just like they're not playing against Dak Prescott. You know, um, I mean, yeah, they're not playing against Dak Prescott, you know, and I can understand how they say, oh, Brock Purdy, the game manager. But, you know, you could tell that Dak is kind of trying to he was always trying to kind of um, come. He's always playing like he's from behind, um, even when he's not. Um, and so he's always trying to, you know, stick the ball in the places where they, they shouldn't go. And just as long as, you know, Purdy doesn't try to do that, um, I think they'll be able to kind of throw all over them this week. So, so so another video I watched and it was from Johnny Dells who I've had on, you know, the podcast here before. He puts out some great film breakdowns on his YouTube, Johnny Dells Football Academy on YouTube. Um so he he did like a a preview of this game and he cut up a bunch of clips um and he watched a, a bunch of like Packers film uh, to pretty much come up with like his analysis and everything, but he used a lot of clips from last week's game. All I had to say, you know, he did point out the Cowboys actually had success running the football, um, you know, early in the game. They just never committed to it, and they came out passing the ball. And because especially they got down early, uh, they never went away from that. And at that point, I mean, the Packers had them right where they wanted them. Um, yeah. So, again, like I, I just don't see – I think the 49ers are going to want to run the ball right away. They're a better game-managing be- team. That too. Yeah, that too. And I, I think the 49ers are going to be successful running the football. I think they're going to get into an early lead. When the 49ers get into an early lead against you, like they can stick with the it, run. It's a, sl- a slow, painful death. Like <laughs> there's really nothing you can do from that point. Um, yep. It's a defense against the clock at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, w- with that, Lori, score predictions. Um, I- I've been giving mine like for you know all week. Uh, but have you thought about it? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let me let me just see. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't think this is gonna be a game where you know the fo- the 49ers slow down, and I know they had that week that week off, but. At the same time, like I'm, I'm still thinking they're they're scoring they're scoring pretty high. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 28, 28 to seventeen. I think it's you know Jordan Love's gonna have some success, um, but uh, but I think that mm, twenty eight, you know, man. yeah, I, th- I think that I think the Forty ers kind of kind of get uh, get the ball rolling early um and then they kind of just run the ball out um you know run it out uh for the end my score prediction is 34 22 um you know the 49ers have i think done a good job of 22 interesting 22 yeah i know i, I thought about it after and i was like wait how would they even get that like i was like wait is that even mathematically possible um could be scorigami who knows but I'm gonna stick with it just because it was my prediction. I've also thought like 34-17, like that also sounds in the realm of possibility. Um, but I'm sticking with 34-22. And I think like towards the end, it's gonna be a lot last ditch effort for the Packers to just get points on the board, right? So I think they're gonna get eight eight points towards the end of the game. That's how they get 22. Um because <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, a two-point conversion after the uh after the touchdown but it'll be like in the fourth quarter you know like garbage time games already yeah. done by then 
And thirty four twenty two, that's a that's a twelve point you know win. So I I think that's have the 49ers covering the spread and yeah I, I think it goes along with what we've seen from this team before yeah no for sure um did you write mine down i did write yours down yeah oh. twenty eight seventeen. and i want to so as i was scrolling and i accidentally went back i was trying to look for other people's um predictions because i know some of some people put it in the chat earlier so i wanted to put those up but i can't find it now um but i know some 42 to 14 technique 28 to 5 5 5 is crazy that's like that has to be scored on me 28 28 to 5 uh that'd be wild um yeah 22 three touchdowns and one two-point conversion there you go so i'm giving them credit like you know i think I think the Packers get some points up on the board. Um, but at the end of the day, 49ers is going to score more. And I'm told that's how you win football games. So, <laughs> um, But I'm excited. I'm so stoked for this game. I'm glad it's like the night game too. Um, yeah, you guys deserve you know, that. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, we're getting a few more predictions, 34-28. Uh, Oasis Rip said originally had it at twenty one forty two, so forty two twenty one, but forgot about the rain. Yeah, rain. Like, do we think that's going to play any role? Um, I mean, it. The Forty ers have had games where it's been like light showers before. Like, I believe the Steelers game in Week One, there was like light showers. I might have been like in the beginning of the game or maybe at some point. And didn't it rain against the the Jags? Like. Uh, Lori, didn't didn't it rain in that game a little bit? It was like showers. Yeah. yeah, so the 49ers have dealt with that before. That's kind of like the same type of rain I'm expecting um, tomorrow, Saturday. I'm not expecting any like downpour or anything, so I really don't think it's going to have an impact on the game. And, yeah, Tampa last year. So, yeah, you're right. It, it is kind of like some Florida weather <laughs> uh, tomorrow. But for those of you guys who are going – that are going to the game, make sure you, you bundle up 50 degrees is chilly, uh, for, you know, California folks. So bring a jacket, um, have fun, be loud, wear red, wear red. So we see you, the 49ers is going to be passing out rally towels. So that should be fun. Make sure you wave those, especially on when defense is on third down, uh, fourth downs, all that. Lose your voice, man. If if you are not losing your voice, you are not yelling loud enough. You 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 know. So understand the assignment and go out and execute, just like Nick Bosa says. So, all right, with with that, guys, make sure you like this video. Oh yeah, Stovey, you must not be from the Bay, but uh, since I've lived in Col- he said fifties cold. That's cute. Yeah, I live in Colorado now, so I kind of it's like. 25 degrees here and well i'm not outside so i don't really know <laughs> but I, i've gotten used to it uh but berry people 50 degrees that's that's chilly it's chilly it's different when you're close to the ocean too um but all right guys make sure you like this video make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not yet make sure you turn on that notification bell i'll be going live with the post game after the 49ers packers game so make sure you guys tune into that but for now have a good rest of your friday folks peace